wreck right now from that finale like what what a way to leave you hanging aren't you sad no I want to be sad like that you don't know the answer it's gonna be yes you said it's gonna be no I mean I said I would say no <sighs> it's gonna be yes <sighs> hi welcome to living room theater I shouldn't be like fun with flags Okay, so now we're going to have to talk about the Big Bang Theory. Oh, no, we don't have to. Which I, I don't like admitting that I watch. Really? Yeah, it's not cool to watch the Big Bang Theory. Says who? Says me. No, I don't know. I. It's... It's the... Sh it's at the point where it's like... You still watch it? It should... Like, it should be... It's like the last season of Friends. <gasps> no! We're like, it, yeah, you should have stopped watching it. No, 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 no. Like, and people just, it's still like the number one rated show just because people still go to it. Because I feel like because it's, it's still really good. I feel, no, I feel like it's not as good as, as before. Oh. I don't think it's as good as it was. Hmm. It's not like NCIS, Down in the Dumps, or like Two and a Half Men. Who lost their half man down in the dumps? No, they didn't. Lose, well, oh yeah, yeah, they did lose their half man, <laughs> and then they lost the other man. Yeah. So it's down to one man, and it's still and trying. A, and a different guy, one man, a different guy, and, and that's no it. half. Yeah, and no fraction. Yeah. Uh, so at least Big Bang Theory still like science. I mean. The problem with the Big Bang Theory is that Is it The Big Bang Theory or just Big Bang Theory? I think it's The Big Bang Theory. Really? There's a thought. I think there's a thought. Maybe it's like The Home Depot. Oh, I looked over there. Oh. Like on the shelf, I was going to have a DVD. You don't, though. Of it. I don't. I don't know why I looked over there. Yeah, I don't but, either. But I don't know why you're continuing <laughs> to look. As you I have point. allergy relief and nasal decongestant. Chinese exercise balls, a monkey fart candle. A picture of you. There's books behind all that, too, I want to say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I looked over there, and I, I've been pointing, and you're still looking in that direction, hoping that a Big Bang Theory well, DVD see, you put the will that time. pop out. Uh, Siri. Siri. You have to touch Siri for her to work. There's stuff in there that's funny, but it's like... I laughed pretty hard the last episode. You did laugh really hard at the one scene. <laughs> which I didn't... I I personally didn't find that funny. But it's... Alice! <laughs> Only because they used that same stairwell. And so how much effort it took to film them coming down the stairs like that. Uh, that's the Big Bang Theory. What? The Big Bang Theory. Wow. Or The Big Bang Theory. Oh, The. No, The. Because it's, it's not a vowel. The Big Bang Theory. But it's not a vowel, the next word, so it'll be The. Is that what determines it? Yeah. Is that, is that why it's The Ohio State University? Yeah. Instead of The Ohio State University? And we're The Pennsylvanians. See, I don't think anybody else knows that rule besides you. And the person that taught it to you. 
Well, I can't help it. I listen. I think everybody just assumes the just sounds more important than the. Okay, so we caught up on the Big Bang Theory. Season 10? Oh, I don't know. I think it's season 10. Oh, yeah, because they were 10-23. And 10 yeah, 10, uh, so season 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like five minutes ago, we saw Sheldon propose to Amy. <gasps> oh. And, uh, my wife's an emotional wreck. God, so beautiful. Uh, we've welcomed people. We have not told them who you who we are. They know by now. You are well, yeah, but it's like oh. Dan Lee's like every comic book is somebody's first comic book, so you gotta like oh, this real is quick. True. I'm Rachel and I'm Keith. Yeah, and we are married <laughs> without children. Without children. Do 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 do. Boom, boom. Oh, because married with children. I get it now. Yeah. We were almost, we briefly were Three's Company. Oh, that was hilarious. In the beginning of the week. I was telling my mom about it. I said, I wonder if the moving people were wondering which man I was married to. Because there was some man in his pajamas and then a man who was dressed telling them where the refrigerator went. Yes. yes. Okay. So let's back up here. So, uh, (laughs) my uh, good friend, our good friend, he's my friend first. Uh, Greg. In our wedding. Um, from, uh, from But You're Wrong was, uh, was visiting us at the beginning of this week at the same time that we were getting a new fridge because we had concerns about the fridge and we were just like, there was a sale. He said, we didn't save as much as I was hoping we would save, but we still got a new fridge. I'm sorry. I still like our fridge. And I don't have to, well, and I don't have to fix anything. And we don't have to keep taking a bottle. And there's more room (laughs) And hopefully now, because you like this fridge, we'll be we'll both be a little bit better about like cleaning the the old stuff out. We don't need to tell people that. I'm just saying, like you know, like well, plus the like the way it's set up, like it's harder for stuff to get like pushed yeah, in the you back can and see stuff and now. lost. And we can put stuff in the freezer. My one complaint oh, is no. that top shelf being so low. Right, because there's two places for that top shelf to go, mm-hmm. and the top one is like too high. Because I like the like I like that the beverages, like the beverage bottles, we can put right up there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we should move the milk off the door. I hear, <laughs> but I like the beverages being up there. But like, if we move it to the next level, the beverages don't fit up there. Mm-hmm. But then there's like. Seven inches of wasted empty space. So I wish we could like bump it up just a little bit, but we can't. Like it, it and I still quite feel like the vegetable drawers and like those handles are still going to fall off. Like every refrigerator we've ever had, and that bothers me too. That's just why refrigerators work. Really? Because like I need, to, I like to manhandle my drawers, like be them. Dresser drawers. England is is or... laughing right now. She likes to manhandle her drawers, eh? I'm not. Oh, I have a pants. I have a Harry Potter be hypothetical it, for you. Be too, by it the way. my silverware drawer. Yeah. Whatever the drawer is, I need to be able to just reach in, grab it, 
and yank it open. And I can't do that with my vegetable drawer. You like to yank open drawers. I do. Yeah. I have to be like gentle to get out my eggplant. And I don't want to be gentle. Just be gentle. Stop thinking that you're on Guy Theory's grocery store <laughs> cook-off competition supermarket sweep, Triple whatever it's called. Triple G, guys, grocery games. And that you're in some kind of a time crunch. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Greg was there. Uh, Greg was very kind to help us. Um, see, I gotta. I'm leveling here. I gotta get. I gotta get professional. I gotta get professional equipment here so I can adjust. And we have our own mics that we hold. Mm. It's, it's happening later this year. So Greg was here and helped me move the fridge mm-hmm. into the garage, mm-hmm. the garage, the garage. Um. And uh, and then we got the fridge on Tuesday, and we were all there. Greg got up, showered, ready to go. I don't like to shower till my finish my daily business, my morning business, till I drop the kids off at the pool, till I return some library books, till the president makes his address. I don't really like to, what? I don't like to. I don't like to shower till after that point. So I was waiting, and then they called and gave you this window, and they well, showed they up woke early. woke us at 7 and said, we'll be there between 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. And at 9.30, which I was very grateful for, they showed up. They showed up, and they, they, they got the fridge in. They took the door off, which mm-hmm. I was not as happy about. Why? It wouldn't have fit. If they took the doors off the fridge, it would have fit. I'm glad they took the house doors off and not the fridge doors. I'm just saying they didn't listen to the directions that we put in the thing. They found the house. I'm happy. Anyway, so they come in and, like, they have to take the door off. They're doing things or whatever. And I think I went out to, like, get something from the fridge that was now in the garage for, like, coffee or something. Something. almost died going up the steps. And they bring, they're bringing in the fridge, and Greg's there, already dressed in his polo and khakis, and he's just like, yeah, it's going to go right there. Because he knows where it's going to go, because he knows where the old fridge was. Because any but, idiot could tell where our fridge would go. Right. But they, like, looked at him, and he was like, it's going to go right there. And then, like, the two, like, then there's three of us. With two of us fully dressed. Yeah, and then me. <laughs> and they're like... What's going on <laughs> who's, here? Who's this bum yeah. that lives with you? And then you're just like, three's company, two. <laughs> and then Greg brought up an interesting point, and he texted me and was like, are you supposed to tip these guys? So I copied that and sent it to you and was like, are we supposed to tip these guys? And you look at me and you were like, I don't know. So oh, Greg I, brought that up. Yeah, Greg brought it up. And he was oh, like, do you tip the these guys? The answer was no, by the way. And I, I was, looked it up on their website. What? We're not supposed to tip them. Oh, uh, we did. Yeah, I know we did. But they, but you were like, I'm super glad you did. Well, because I knew the one guy. Yeah. But like, I mean. And they were nice. We could have offered them water and that would have sufficed. Well, but the job was done efficiently. It they, was, and early. And they leveled off the doors. And I got to leave. Everything worked out. Yeah. Everything was good. Yeah. And we got a fridge, so. 
And I held the door open for them as they were getting the new fridge in. And he was like, so you already took out the old one? I said, yeah, we moved it in the garage yesterday. And he went, nice beer fridge. And I went, yep. <laughs> and I think at that point he was like, okay, that's just some weird third dude. I don't know what yeah, kind of situation you. it is. <laughs> he no. probably lives in the garage. No, but he, I think he's, I think he assumed no. that then at that point I was. No, I think he thought you were going out to your bedroom in the garage. No, I think they probably assumed that Greg was a gentleman. Was a gentleman friend who was just like willing to hang out while and like wait for the thing to be delivered. No, they probably assumed that was me. Yeah. Uh, Maybe anyway. they thought you and Greg were brothers. Could have been because you two do kind of look we like you'd be brothers. Yeah, we do, especially now that that Greg lost weight and you have like weird man hair on your face. It's, uh, it's called stubble. <laughs> I don't know why you call it weird man hair. <laughs> it's a little beyond stubble. And this, right now, tonight it is. Yeah. yeah. I got to trim it. I was going to trim it before I took a shower, which I have not done yet today. What? Just saying. I trim, I like it, I trim it right before. Like, I turn on the, the shower. The so you like to, to let the president I... give his address and trim your weird man hair. Before. Don't say weird man hair. That sounds like weird beard hair or face hair. <laughs> or like it's somewhere between stubble. And peach fuzz. And it's somewhere between stubble and beard. Okay. So your um, hockey playoff facial hair. My hockey playoff facial hair. Okay. I accept that. Before you get in the shower. Yes. Anything else you like to do before you get in the shower? Like I like to put my contacts in before I get in the shower. I do as well. So I can see what I'm washing. Mm-hmm. I like to brush my teeth before I go in the shower. Oh, see, that doesn't bother me. I like to brush my teeth before I go in the shower. I like to, yeah. Huh. I like to make sure the president makes his address. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to start calling it from that from now on. All right. Uh, whenever I'm somewhere, I'm just going to be like, excuse me? Uh, the, I hear the president has to make an address. Yeah, <laughs> I will be back. <laughs> and people are going to be like... I will return after the presidential address. The president's making a dress. Should we watch it? Bartender, put the TV on. The bartender. The, the president's making a dress. Wait, Keith just came out of the bathroom. What's going on? <laughs> um, Speaking of presidential addresses. Did you watch the presidential address? Because no, we should start getting to things that we've watched. No, speaking of your presidential addresses. Yeah. I'm really sad that no one else after this summer is going to be able to make a short film saying that they took a poo at Doctor Who because the Doctor Who exhibit is closed. Uh, yes, I'm sure somewhere it'll reopen, though. You think? Do you think it'll be traveling? No, no I would guess they'll, they're going to find a warehouse in London. Oh... Because that's easier for people to get to. Mm. I'm, I would imagine they would try to put it in London. Remember when we were trying to figure like out where Cardiff London. was for our honeymoon? Like, we decided we were going to go to the Doctor Who yes. exhibition. Yes. And we're like, oh, it's in Cardiff. And then I had no idea that that was in Wales. Like, I assumed Cardiff was in England. You just Google Cardiff, though. I did. Well, that's what I did. But, I mean, I just always thought that Doctor Who would be in England. I just knew it was in the UK. And right. And Wales is part of the UK. Right. But I, I assumed England. Hmm. Okay. 
I don't think I'd give it any thought. Oh, I did. Cardiff's beautiful, though. You didn't think Cardiff was beautiful? Parts of Cardiff were beautiful. The part where we were staying, I remember you saying that you did not like. Oh, because it had garbage all over the place. Yes. Well, that's just because people left their garbage outside, which was really weird. Yes. It made it smelly. And it was a little shady walking on the street. Yeah. I thought we were going to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad the Doctor Who exhibit is moving. It's moving. Uh, okay, what did we watch? I have some notes here. Uh, speaking of Doctor Who, we've been, we haven't talked about the new season of Doctor Who yet. Oh, yes. Because f- formats change slightly. We will cover a movie at some point. But this is more about generally the things that we watch now. Yes. We haven't talked about the new season of Doctor Who. What do you think? Okay. Here's what I think. I was really upset before the season started that they were like, oh, the new companion. Hang on. Are you going to get into a conversation about the potential new doctor? No. Okay, go on. About the new companion. Okay. Being a lesbian. And everybody making such a huge deal out of it because I don't care. Okay. Prior to when it started. Okay. So then the season started, and I'm like, it's all right. But I'm getting a little annoyed that they keep, like, throwing it in to, like, every other episode where she has to tell some man, I don't like men. Like, that's starting to get on my nerves a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Like, we don't have to bring that up at all in the Doctor Who universe. It's really. Like, she can she can like women. That's That's cool. We already had Jack. Yeah, yeah. And no, Jack is a perfect example because Jack was like an omnisexual. Yeah, he was like free loving, like he didn't care. So I, I do agree with that from the standpoint of it, it, it takes you out of the story whenever that yeah. happens, um, because it's it's not necessarily a a scene that's needed. Yeah. But they do, like, they they have brought it up several times, and she has to be like, wow, no. Or, yeah. like, they, they need to bring something up like that, and it's just like, you're just like, <sighs> I get it. Like, right. it was okay the first couple episodes to, like, establish her character. Yes. Establish that she's a lesbian. Great. Right. Like, and my thinking is, is, like... For example, in the um, in the one with like the haunted house, basically. Yes. They're they're showing of her being gay wasn't like that. There was another girl that she was moving in with, right? That was that she kind of fancied or anything. It was more. That there was a guy that fancied her and she mm-hmm. had to shoot him down. And I was like, I don't know why that's there. but And that didn't bother me as much at the time. But now with the most recent one with the Roman it soldiers the and stuff. It was that really bothered me. Exactly. Yeah, because you're like, I just saw this a few episodes ago. And I where, just saw her on a date with a girl. Where the guy fancied her mm-hmm. and she had to be like, her And like... I mean... And now another guy fancied her, and she was like, I don't like that. Probably what happened was... Because it makes more sense in 
this episode for like Roman soldiers who are in their teens mm-hmm. to be attracted to her and then her to be like, well, actually, like, I don't like you that way. And then, like, but that episode is so far, so far removed from this episode that there wasn't like a planning of that yeah. thing. So, like, I understand how they probably both ended up happening. Mm-hmm. But at the same, and the second one fits better. Like, if you're going to do one or the other, the second one makes more sense. And being that there have only been ten episodes that she's been part of, four at least are sticking out clearly in my head with, like, moments of that having to be, like, important. Yeah. And it's like, that seems that seems excessive. It's almost... It's just same similar thing with like the bank big bang theory where you're kind of like it's reached a point where you're like okay how eccentric can Sheldon be mm-hmm. and how how many different ways can we find to make a joke about how eccentric right. he can be in 10 episodes how many different ways can we find ways to highlight the fact that the companion mm-hmm. is a lesbian well apparently not many because one of them pops up multiple times mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of just like all right well i don't care that she's a lesbian but i just want you to mm-hmm. show me some kind of different angle or right. some kind of different like presentation of it or include it into the story in a different way instead of just like bringing it up in this very similar scene every time. Because I mean we had companions you know that always seemed to fall in love with the doctor and there was always like that romantic and I like that there's zero romance involved so I wonder if they just keep bringing it up to help solidify that that like she's not in love with the doctor at all. And and again that would be fine but I'd like to see different ways mm-hmm. of them to do it. Well, Stephen Moffat's probably exhausted. Right. And, like... <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think, personally, this season has just a weird feel to it. It does, because I thought it was going to be... The episodes on their own are very are, are very good. But, I don't know, like, something just feels weird. And I don't know if it's because they're gearing up towards the end... And, like... Well, see, okay, I like the Tenth Doctor because I felt like every episode was kind of independent. And there wasn't really, like, a... After Rose was gone, there wasn't, like, this big, like, story that everyone was connected. Right. Every episode. And then I liked the Eleventh Doctor because... Every episode was connected. <laughs> like, yeah. there was that storyline that you had to keep following. Yes. Eleven is when Moffat took on, came on. Ah. But then I... And then and when they started Twelve, the first season they did the continuous storyline with, like, Mr. Pink. They had him in there, and that was all well, connected. And then, like, things were connected, but a little disjointed. But this one, I feel like, oh, we're kind of connected... But then these three episodes are connected, and then these are independent. See, I dis I disagree. 
Really? I th- I feel like the first season was more disconnected and there was like like a certain like hey this thing in the first episode connects to this one in the third connects to this one in the fourth and then like the last couple with Mr. Pink? And Mr. Pink was in the first one first season. I think that was the second. Oh, oh, then maybe I was confused with that. Um but like it was like a little bit here and okay. there. And then Mr. Ring like overarched a little bit, but it wasn't as like mm-hmm. obvious. Mm-hmm. But then in this last one, they're just like, hey, there's a vault. Did we tell you there's a vault? There's this whole thing going on. And we're not going to tell you a bunch of stuff about it, but he has to be here because he's in this vault. But we're not going to tell you what the vault is for three episodes, but we're going to keep alluding to the vault. Right. And then finally we're going to tell you who's but, in the vault. But, like, the vault just But keeps, when we're like, telling you who's in the vault, we're also going to tell you about these monks that are going to be three episodes. It's like it all happened at the same time. Yeah, and there's this whole thing. So you're... and. The monk thing, I think, is, is a good point, too, because, like, you're getting to this point where you are... Invested in the vault. You're invested in the vault, and then the monks come in, and you're like, is... Are these monks that come in, in the episode with the pyramid? Pyramid at the end of the world or something? Like, the pyramid comes in, and then they overarch into the... uh like, are they going to be, like, the second half of the the series? The season? Right. And that's why I thought they would last longer. And then they're gone, too. And within Three an, like an, an episode later. Yes. So you're like, all right, well, I guess that's not it. I don't know. I think he's just... I feel like there's a chance that he was planning on doing a couple more seasons. Mm-hmm. And then got pressured out of leaving in one and is trying to kind of accomplish and leave these things that he wanted to do in two seasons into one. And I feel like it's a really bad season because for, him to, for Peter Capaldi to go out on. Um, I feel like his character's not really doing anything. Like, the Doctor's not really doing anything. Yeah, it's not bad for him, but traditionally, Doctors tend to change when... Like, the the showrunners change. Well, yeah, but they also go out on, like, a really big, powerful note. And he, I mean, he still could. In two episodes? Uh, Three, what, I guess, if we go to Christmas. Yeah, if we go to Christmas, he may change the Christmas one, which is supposedly the rumor. And supposedly they're going to tie in the first Doctor, which would make a lot of sense if that's true. Because they keep alluding to the first Doctor and his granddaughter. Yeah. Anyway, this is not Simon Doctor Who. <laughs> You've been watching a lot of reality shows. Like, uh... Oh, yeah. Food. Guys, Grocery, Games. Yep, and Food Network Stars. And Food Network Stars. Master Chef. We, we've been watching... America. We've been watching... Great Food Truck Race. Yes. All, the, all those things are right here. <laughs> Uh, you also watched a few movies, and you rewatched Suicide Squad, and you said you liked it better the second time. I did. I, I don't think I gave it enough credit the first time. I I felt much better with it the second time. Um, I watched I, Trolls. You watched Trolls today, yes. You twice. Did. I've seen it now. Oh, you've seen it twice already. I have, yes. Um, and? I like it. Okay. I didn't like it the first time. See, 
This is why. A dear friend of ours said how she loved it and how I would love it and how she thinks it's the best animated movie. And like she wanted her daughter to be really well behaved so she could buy trolls for her so she could watch it. So I went in with like super high expectations. Yeah. Because our dear friend likes scary horror movies. Oh yeah, you know, she loves like blood screaming the ones that I hide under pillows when I'm watching. Yeah. Um, so for her to say Trolls was amazing, I'm like, whoa. So I watched Trolls as soon as I saw it was available. And I was like, okay. They're not bad. But then I watched it today and I'm like, okay, this is this is actually pretty cute and good. Like, I like this. Good okay. music. Yes, yeah, so there's music out. Yeah. There is, and it's, it's good. Uh, My favorite part... Okay. Is um, when Princess Poppy and Branch make it into Burgett Town or whatever it's called. No idea what's happening. None of those words mean anything, but go on. That's all right. Uh, okay, the Burgett, Burgetts, I think that's what they're called. Just, you don't have to explain it. I know. Well, they, they are never happy. The only way they can be happy is by eating trolls. Right. Um, I'm familiar with the concept. Okay. So, so they... Right, for your listeners, you're right. So they get to the town... And they're doing that gorillas song. I ain't happy. I'm feeling sad. I got sunshine. And all the that's the, an old song. I well, a lot of the songs are, but all of the Burgets. But like that that was came out, and I remember that video when we were in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, which it, is like a hundred. It was years in ago. high school. It was freshman year. Really? I think it was like freshman year college. Um, the song might come out. I remember the video being played oh. a lot, like freshman year. I didn't but college. all of the, like, Burgets are just, like, slinking around the town singing it. Like, real depressed sounding. And I'm like, that is genius. Because, like, they're never happy. And then they're mm. singing this song. And I, like, I, I liked it. Okay. A plus, trolls. A plus. Um... I binge watched two seasons of Rick and Morty. What was up, dub dub? Which is a show I don't think you would like because you walked into the room one time when they were talking about taking the one character's penis and using it to replace an alien heart, and you looked at me and I looked at you and went, "I could explain what's going on, but it's not going to make it any better for you." But that show is genius because there is no place they won't go, and they will write themselves into hole the same way that Breaking Bad did, which you never watched. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? You never, never watched, watched an episode. Uh, they, like, write themselves into hole, and you're just like, what are they going to do now? And then they, like, come up with some crazy way to do it. And it's basically Back to the Future meets Hunter S. Thompson meets Doctor Who. Is the best way to describe that show. What were they again? What? what were your three things? Uh, Back to the Future. I've seen that. Hunter S. Thompson. No idea. He did Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He wrote the book. I've heard it, but I don't know okay. what it is. Um, Doctor Who I've watched. Okay. And Doctor Who. Because there's a lot of like time travel things and stuff and interdimensions and stuff. Uh, but it's the grandfather and his grandson. And they go on these crazy adventures, and the grandfather's just like a crazy... 
Doc Brown. Curmudgeon <laughs> Doc Brown. No, yeah, he's literally Doc Brown. And he's like, Morty, Morty, we gotta, Morty. We oh, gotta. it's like Marty. Yeah, exactly. And then they go to all these different places and stuff like that. But, uh, like, uh, um, I forgot the father's name. Uh, Rick's son-in-law, Morty's father, um, is annoying. So there's an interdimensional place where all the Rick's can drop off that character and like they all it's like a daycare center interdimensional daycare center where they all go to <laughs> and there's like a legion of, of ricks it's ridiculous I just keep thinking of my grandma. but at the same time it's genius my grandma I can remember after we watched Harry Potter asked I'm assuming you mean your father's mother yes asked what were they on when they wrote this because, like, anything that was, like, far-fetched at all, she was convinced that the writers were on drugs. And I just know with this whole, like, concept that you're telling me. Oh, my like, God. I just keep if thinking we of her, her be like, going, what were they on? <laughs> there's an episode where a virus spreads. Like, what kind of virus? A, a prom. And so... Like a, like, a illness? So, Rick... Or Morty wants this girl to like him and wants to go to prom. Or, or no, not prom. Is it it's, one of horse? It, no, it's, it's the flu dance. What? Is it one of horse? No, you're thinking of Bojack Horseman that you've seen on Netflix. Oh, gosh. Um, what are they on? Rick. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Morty wants to get this girl to like him. To lick him? To like him. Oh, Oh, that's and they're going to like the the like annual flu dance or whatever, like FLU. Yes, like actual virus. Yeah, so that if people like it's for the people that don't have the flu. Like it's a weird thing, but just, <laughs> just go with it. Um, so they go to the dance. So they have this whole argument, and Morty's like, "You know what, Rick? I'm not helping you anymore. Like you do this for me, and I'll help you, but I'm not helping you if you don't do this." So Rick's like, all right, fine, Morty. And he, like, throws this thing together. And he's like, all right, anybody that gets this will fall in love with you instantly. So you gotta just take this. And remind me of the Saved by the Bell episode where Zach figured out how to do, like, subliminal messages to get a girl to love him. And then they figured it out and, like, made the whole school supposedly fall in love with him. And he was real freaked out. <laughs> Probably don't remember. But based on your facial expressions, you don't. Anyway, uh, so Morty's like, Rick, this better work. And Rick's like, it will, Morty. And then they, Morty leaves and he goes, unless she has the flu. And she has the flu, so it spreads like a virus and they keep trying to fix it. But the entire planet basically just turns into mutants. So then Rick figures out finds another parallel dimension where their duplicates die shortly before the event. It's fine. Everything is fine. There's an infinite number of realities, Morty. And in a few dozen of those, I got lucky and turned everything back to normal. I just had to find one of those realities in which we also happen to both die around this time. Now we can just slip into the place of our dead selves in this reality and everything will be fine. We're not skipping a beat, Morty. Now help me with these bodies. This is insane. Look, Morty, I'll grab myself. You grab yourself, okay? I mean, that, that, that seems fair to me. I mean, that seems like a fair way to divvy it up. 
And then they just take their place in that reality. And that's like season one, episode four. And you're just like, what is happening? It's bananas, but it's genius. It's created by the same guy that created Community. Uh Okay. So. That's one you can definitely watch on your own. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, let's see. I was watching Cheers. Been watching a lot of Cheers lately. Been watching movies that you don't like either, that you wouldn't like. Um, well, I feel like you watch movies that you think I don't like, and then you don't like them either. Like what? Like the one you watched today. No, I did like it. Oh. It was just like, mm. but like I watched Get Out, the one where the black guy goes. To meet his white girlfriend's family, and then he's like, something's real weird around here, and you think it's because everybody's racist, and, like, they're after him for his race and everything. Not what it's about at all. Like, everything that you think is going on... I wouldn't on like this movie. ...is not going on. Watch After watching it, there's... I don't know if you would or not. It's hard to say. That sounds like a comedy. No, it's no. like, it's a, it's the old school kind of horror movie. Oh, then no, I wouldn't like it. But like, it's not like a slasher or anything like that. And it's not. But it's, it's that kind that makes you like anxious. It's not that gory, but like it. I don't like thriller. Well, I don't even know if it, like, it kind of makes you a little anxious. But like, at the same time, it's more just like unsettling afterwards. And well, I don't like, like unsettling either. I could see that happening. So, I will, I will tell you about it, but it's, Get Out is really good. It's done by, um, written and directed by Jordan Peele, who worked, who was the one guy that didn't go to Penn State in Keanu. It's Key and Peele. That's the team. Yeah. Yeah. It was by Peele. It was by Peele. Okay. Not Key. Not Key. Yeah. Just Peel. And he's known for, like, being more of a comedy guy, but, like, he wrote that and then directed it. Wow. And it's, like, it's a genius movie because you go back... So, is he the short or tall one? He's the short one. Yes. And he goes back and, like, it's one of those movies where you get to the end and you're, like, that's what was happening? That's messed up. And then you go back and you look at different scenes in the movie and you're, like, what I thought was happening was totally not what was happening. Hmm. I'm almost intrigued. Because, like, there's a scene early on, and I don't want to ruin anything if somebody hasn't seen it, because it's, like, it's good. But they hit a deer, and a cop finds him, and... Sir, can I see your license, please? Wait, why? Yeah, I have state ID. No, 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 he wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving, I asked to see his ID. Yeah, why? That doesn't make any sense. Here. No, no, no. And you're like, okay, this is all about, like, a race thing. Totally not about that at all. It's good. Did she kidnap him? And he has Stockholm Syndrome. No. Oh. No. Uh, wow, sorry. We are. I've been going for 40 minutes on this. I'm sorry. Well, I just don't know where to go now. Uh, table 19. I, I want got, it. You want it? I want to own it. Okay, you like Table 19 a lot. You do not. 
I in the moment in while watching the movie I enjoyed it you brought a good, up a good point because you compared it to something I let did. me pull up the facts about table 19 while, we, while you share what you compared it to it was the adult version of Breakfast Club because all the misfits were put together at table 19 and they bonded and then realized things about themselves and grew from their experience and they even did the Breakfast Club dance they did at one point do the Breakfast Club dance. After I'd already said it was like Breakfast Club. So I felt validated. Um, Table 19, directed by Jeffrey Blitz. Uh, screenplay by Jeffrey Blitz. Story by Jay, Dupl- Jay and Mark Duplass and Jeffrey Blitz. Um, so here's... here. I, the more I thought about it, the more I had... Two bigger issues with it. <gasps> okay. I, I still like the movie. Mm-hmm. It was still good. I do compare it to Decker because they were like running through the hall and doing shenanigans and right. stuff. And they like kind of all bonded. And there's a part where most of them are smoking weed and like. Did l- they smoke weed in Breakfast Club? Yeah. That's why they end up doing the dance. That was weed? Yeah. Because they make a joke about it, and it, and uh, Bender is like, "No, it's in Anthony Michael Hall's underpants, sir." Because that's where it actually is, and then he's just like, "Whatever." It was weed. Yeah, but they go around and smoke pot, and then after that, that's when they have the conversation. I don't think I ever knew they smoked weed in that. But that's movie. where they have like that's after like right before that they do that, and then they have the really open conversation. I think. Because the one point where he's like in there, like it's all smoky and stuff in the in the room when the when huh. the music, yeah, they smoke weed. I don't think they they don't actually show him smoking. I don't think, but like that's what's happening in that scene. Wow. Um, when she gets like the lipstick. Uh, at, at, that's, that's after, after. there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So my two big problems, and then my one minor problem. <laughs> no, my two big problems. So, and I'm surprised you didn't point this out because this seems like a you thing to point out. The storyline of this bird thing doesn't make any sense. Bird. The bird. The yellow bird. Oh. So one of the characters at the table is the nanny. Mm-hmm. Because it's the it's if it's, it's table Joe. nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in the back by the it's kitchen. It's the last table. It's last table. It's uh, Craig Robinson and Lisa Kudrow, who are owners of like another diner because like the family business is diners or something like that. It's Anna Kendrick, and we'll explain her character in a minute because that's my second problem. That's my big problem with them. Mm. Uh, the bride's first nanny, um, some boy who's related to somebody, and some like cousin or something that was used to be connected to the family business. Mm-hmm. You know what Carol Milner calls Table 19? A table that should have known to RSVP regrets, but not before setting something nice off the registry. Enough. Like you said, kind of a misfit group. But the nanny's telling the story about this burr that she got for the... for the Like, it ties everything together, but it doesn't make sense. Because she talks about this bird that she got for 
the bride mm-hmm. and how much the bride loved the bird. Mm-hmm. And then the the ex-boyfriend of Anna Kendrick, who is the bride's brother and best man. Mm-hmm. Well, Teddy got jealous. So the next time I was in New York, I went out of my way, skipped a blind date my aunt tried to set me up on. Please get skipped out. a date. To find Teddy, the same bird his sister cherished. Well, he played with it for one day. I never saw the bird again. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like at the end, after they've had a bunch of wacky adventures and they're all in different clothes and nobody says anything about it, <laughs> the bride and groom finally come to their table and they're just like, oh, how are you? And then the nanny says, do you still have the bird? And she goes... Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I lost it, like, the day after you got it for me. But whatever her brother's name is, like, gave me his. Well, wait a minute. How did she lose it the next day, but then the brother gave her his, but she had to go make a special trip to New York to get the brother his? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it just seems weird. Unless the brother... Like, knew his sister was upset and then pestered the nanny to get one. Probably. In order to do it. Okay, that makes a little more sense. That's the way I took it. Okay. That she put on shenanigans that she had the bird the whole time and... Okay. Now, here's my real problem with the thing, though. So, the setup of the movie is, like, they're the misfit table. She also says, Anna Kendrick says, that she is the oldest friend of the bride. Correct. And helped plan the wedding and was first picked for bridesmaid. Correct. So why does she... How does she go? If their bond is that strong, how does she go from bridesmaid, like, or maid of honor, not bridesmaid, maid of honor, to table 19? I would... Hang on. (laughs) I know... I understand the part where she is dating the brother... And then they break up. But I still don't understand how she then gets plummeted all the way to table 19. Because look at how all the other tables were labeled. Which table would she go to? They were all specifically labeled and filled. There was no other table for her to go to other than table 19. She wasn't mom's sorority group. She wasn't dad's... Well, cousins or whatever, like each well, table. But here's my here's the thing, though. So, and maybe I, I'm just maybe I'm overanalyzing because which we kind of did a little bit because we have been through a wedding not too long ago, and I mean like not attended, like we planned our wedding like three years ago, well, four years ago we planned it, but okay, so she got bumped for being. Maid of Honor. So if she gets bumped and people get moved up, then somebody else has to fill that slot at the end. Nikki. Well, no, Nikki becomes Maid of Honor. Right. right? So then we're saying all the other bridesmaids are essentially bumped up a peg, so then there's an empty spot. Because on the other side... There was a groomsman 
that's over here that doesn't have somebody to walk with. Didn't, in the last wedding that we attended, didn't one have a double on either side of them? Uh, yes, because they were co-best men. Correct. So, in theory, couldn't they have all been bumped and there been an uneven number on each side? Well, I mean, I suppose, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, could but they never mention another like best man. No, why would there be? A, I'm not saying there was another best man. You're not saying there were co-best men because no. that's what that's what happened at the last wedding that we were at. Right, co-best men. But I'm saying that like there were two groomsmen then for one, or maybe one of the groomsmen got bumped that we don't even know about because it didn't matter. Right. But if he gets bumped, then shouldn't he be at table 19 as well? No, he could have been at the singles table. Not near. But if everything is planned already, then he should have ended up at table 19. Well, maybe table 11 only had 7 instead of 8. And because they didn't want drama, because they know that Anna Kendrick's character causes drama, they didn't put her at table 11, they put the guy at table 11. I just feel like, why... Okay, but if you know that she's going to cause drama, and it's going to be a problem... Again, this is my same problem... You know what? This is my same problem with the Big Bang Theory, Mm -hmm. though, too. Like, it leaves out honest conversations that people might actually have. It does. So it can make money and make a movie or make a TV show. Like, so much of this, like... If... Okay, let's say... Why did La La Land have dancing in it? What were they smoking when they wrote that? People don't dance in real life. No, but <laughs> it leaves out like a like like there's the simple like they could have just been like it's gonna be really awkward and I know you cause drama. I'm not gonna send you an invitation. Or like if you're gonna burn a bridge that much and be like I'm gonna put you at table nineteen. Which I know, like, you know is the table of, like... Rejects. Rejects. Like, if I'm going to burn that bridge that much, I might as well just not invite you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to go from best friends to table 19, how about I just not invite you? And, like, you're telling me that there's not another person at, like, the singles table or something that you could bump to table 19 and put Anna Kendrick at the singles table? No, because she would have been close to him. So rearrange the placement of the table slightly. You can't do that. You think can. About, think about how we If you can put Anna Kendrick at... No, just rearrange the placement of the tables. I know, but think about how we placed our tables when we were putting things. Like family so they could see and like different people so they could see better than others. I mean, no, we just had the family. Like, we didn't plan the floor thing. Oh, I did. Oh, I don't know. I planned on which tables were sitting beside each other so they would have people to talk to. Well, yeah, we wanted like tables closed and stuff like that. But if you're putting people at a singles table, they put the two singles tables together. It was, it was, it was a fine movie. It got very mixed reviews, and it was very adult. Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club, still better. The two like. Things that the reality of the movie hinge on 
One, I feel a little bit better about now. The other one, I'm still like, I don't know. I just, like, I can't foresee that. Like, like I can't foresee having somebody who I'm like, you're my best man. But, because you dated, like, my sister... That would be the same, right? And there's a baby involved. Well, spoiler. We don't know that there's a baby involved so much later. Well, actually, no. You need to find out that decently quick. We do. But and maybe she knew. But may- Well, no. But see, if she knew, if the, if the bride knew, then that makes it even more weird. So the bride couldn't have known. My thinking is that the bride knew a warped version of what happened. Yes. Because the way that the ex-boyfriend was talking about everything. Yeah. Her brother. Yes. Yes. Whose name I don't know. I don't know anything. It's like Steve. Steve McQueen, I think it was. Maybe Huck was the other guy. I don't know. I... It was... I, like, that stuff was just, like, mm. But then, like, all the other stuff I really liked. The dynamic between all, like, the people at Table 19 I really dug. Love the jacket bit. <laughs> um. See, now the part I can't believe is the cousin getting out of jail to come to the wedding. He's on probation. He was in jail. He was on probation. He was in, um, um, had like a halfway house. I still don't believe that he'd be able to come to the wedding. You can leave, get permission to go for a wedding at a halfway house. I guess I don't have much knowledge of halfway houses. Well, but the other, I think it was like halfway house, but it, he was in jail for like embezzlement, which is like a white collar crime. So you, like everything's more relaxed for that. Then why was he with Jalapenas or whatever his name was? Maybe Jalapenas did a white collar crime too. Or at least that's what he was like charged with. Mm. I mean, Al Capone was charged with a white collar crime. Mm. Tax evasion. Mm. And we know he did a lot more than that, but that's what they finally caught him on. Mm. Because that was the only thing they could ever prove. I liked it. I liked it too. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I think you liked it more. I did. But I did like the jacket bit. Even at the end, where I knew it was going to happen with the jacket bit, I still thought it was really funny. Lisa Kudrow and Craig Robinson, I thought, were a weird pairing for a couple. Like, the way they played it, it just, it felt strange. But I thought that while I was watching the movie, and later on I was like, I think that was on purpose, because there's supposed to be a couple having marital problems. Mm -hmm. So that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, maybe next time we can talk more about, uh, well, I can talk about John Wick 2. No dogs die in John Wick 2. Your aversion to John Wick 1 that you've never watched is because the puppy dies. But doesn't really. Two, nothing bad happens to the dog. Dog survives the whole time. There's a dog. There is a dog. Because he gets a new dog at the end of one. 
Good. They should give the dog a gun and let it kill people. I think we had this conversation before, and I was like, the dog can't kill people with a gun because <laughs> it doesn't have thumbs. It can't hold the gun and shoot it. Well, can't can't they? That's nice true. Can't they figure out a way to let the dog shoot a gun? Um, uh, I'm sure somebody could if they put enough time into it, but... We could be like Steve Jobs and do get this done. Okay, so we do like a head-mounted gun... And then, when they bark, yeah, the dog has to the, the dog has to like move something, and like it shoots the yeah shoots the gun. I don't think this is a good idea though. I don't think I don't think. Do you think Tinkle cats? Might. Do you think cats would get killed? There'd be too many cats getting. killed. I think mailmen would get killed. Oh man! Or UPS drivers. Oh, I don't want those people to die or cats. I think strangers just coming to the house for the first time would get shot. Like, I think if we Pulsy had a dog <laughs> with his head-mounted gun, and he came to the house... Why does our dog have a gun mounted to his head at all times? I could see if we were John Wick. Because we live in Western Pennsylvania. No! I could see John Wick status doing that. No, why? Because you, you have people coming after you all the no, time. No, you're walking down the street, like, looking inconspicuous. And then all of a sudden, like, they're like, that guy looks inconspicuous. He's dressed very nicely in a suit. And then you're like, hey, wait a minute. His dog has a gun mounted to his head. He might be a hitman. Well, the dog doesn't leave the house. The dog's like a guard dog. Like a Doberman. No, but John Wick wants a dog just as a companion because his wife died. Right, with a gun attached to his head. That no, he doesn't sense. want a gun attached to the head because he just wants a companion. In his house. Yes. Yes, so the dog should be protected in the house. No! He lost his last dog. He should do that for the dog. But the technology hasn't been invented yet. Well, we should help him out. Morty! We got... <laughs> Morty! Get Ricky and Morty on it. Rick and Morty. Whatever. <laughs> it's Rick and Morty. <laughs> and now they shouldn't do that. No, like, no. Because, like, the second episode is dogs trying to take over the world. That'd be awesome. Dog builds the dog builds a robot body. Chickens taking over the world. That would be scary. Yeah, but if you just go up high on high ground, the chickens can't peck at you up there. They only uh, know how to peck it down. Chicken Run. Did no. we learn nothing from Chicken Run? I don't remember Chicken Run. They can fly. I just know that on, the, on New Year's, I'm supposed to not eat chicken. pork. Mm-hmm. And not chicken, because chickens peck at the ground. Correct. And we don't want to be poor and Right. Peck. But if chickens can fly, then why am I eating pork on Because pork January doesn't fly 1st? either. They just eat... But dirt. you said chickens can fly. In Chicken Run. But that's pretend. So why are you bringing up Chicken Run now? What does that have to do with dogs with guns mounted to their head? If chickens take over the world. Look, anyway, all I'm saying is, I still... Let you, I still throw out the offer for you to watch John Wick. I'll skip the part where the dog dies. And then you just know that the dog dies and that he's real pissed off. And then he just kills a whole bunch of people. I'll do that if you watch Titanic. I'll skip the part where the boat sinks. Spoiler. Wait. That's a huge part. of Like the whole time that the boat is sinking? That's the movie. Where the whole part where the boat is sinking? Because you got yourself a deal with that case. Because then it's like an hour and 20 minute movie. <laughs> it's less than that, probably. The time that they're on the boat before it starts sinking is like nothing. 
I'll take that deal. You get to see Bill Pullman. He was very good in that movie. Okay. He was the guy that was talking to the old lady that was a liar, right? Why was the old lady a liar? I think she just made the whole thing up. What? Didn't she just make the whole thing up? No! We need to watch Titanic! I think she just made the whole thing up. She made nothing up. Uh, Oh my god, she was telling the truth. She did make one part up. But then she corrected it. I will tell you how. Billy Zane is in that movie, too. Yes! And Billy Zane. And Leo! That's okay. No, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. No, I wasn't saying anything. No, Billy Zane. Billy Zane is going to play P.T. Barnum in Legends of Tomorrow for the CW in the Arrowverse DC series. You don't care about that. I'm seeing now that you have no qualms about that. I'm just saying I think it's nice that Billy Zane has legitimate work for a change. I think it would have been nice had he played B.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. That's what I said. You said B.T. P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum in P.T. Barnum. The story of the circus, since the circus doesn't exist anymore. I would like to know the history of Barnum and Bailey. Why do you want to know the history? You don't care about the present. Because otherwise people would have gone to the circus. Well, people don't like to see animal cruelty. The circus is amazing. Except for the animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. So the results are amazing, but the way they get them... Well, I don't know if they're cruel to the animals. People say they are, but I don't know that. Hmm. I haven't seen it. It's not like they're stabbing them when I see them. Right. I mean, perhaps they stab them. Well, I mean, but it's the same people that think that... But here's the thing. The circus hasn't changed in like a hundred years. I guess. So people just stopped caring. I know, because, yeah. It, it does... It partially has to do with the elephants. But the elephant, like, no, the elephant cruelty thing. Yeah. They say is like, that put the final, it kind of has something to do with it. It just sped up the process of of less people going to the circus. I went to the circus. Saw uh, Bar- Barnum and Bailey's mm-hmm. uh, circus once. And I was a very small child. I did not care for it. I did not like the clowns. Clowns don't bother me. I don't like clowns. I know. I wonder what that is. Like, why people don't like clowns, including you. Clowns are just weird. Like, clowns just, like... Like, it's just... why? Is that why you don't like drag queens? <laughs> That's a, this is a different episode. Um, but no, I just wonder if you don't like the makeup. No, 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 no. The, the reason I don't like watching drag queens... Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't like drag queens. Let's get that straight. <laughs> no, I don't like watching drag queens in RuPaul's Drag Race is because I just don't like people that are generally like, look at me, I'm doing all this for attention. Same reason I don't like people like Lady Gaga. You don't like Lady Gaga? We've covered this. I didn't know you didn't like her. I don't like Lady I didn't. <gasps> well, I'm turning more around Lady Gaga now that she's toned down some of the, like, I'm doing this crazy stuff. I'm wearing at, a meat dress. Yeah, like, look at me doing this ridiculous stuff, and I'm doing this stuff just for attention. Like, I don't like people that do stuff just for attention. Mm, interesting. And, like, if drag queens are guys that like to dress up as women, 
fine. Mm-hmm. But I just like don't watching a show where they're just like doing all this ridiculous stuff and going through all this stuff just for. I feel like they're just doing it for attention. Oh, I think they're so talented. Like in in terms of singing, they're, they're, I mean they're better than me at singing and dancing. I'm sure. But like. And like how they can transform themselves. Yeah, it's fine. But like, I just don't like watching somebody that's basically like, "Hey, look at me over here!" Like, and without like a like any kind of like a like a message or any kind of like a like I because I still like like music and going to concerts and things like that where it's like. You know, I'm playing this music that I wrote, but I have a connection to the music, but it's not, like... And now that I've listened... Well, no, to a certain extent, Lady Gaga still applies. I don't have, like, any kind of, like, connections. Just, like... Hmm. Interesting. I just don't like people that are like, hey, look at me over here. Hi. So you and have- I should say I don't like the people. I just don't care for watching it. Yeah. And I think maybe, like, maybe it's the same thing with, like, why I don't like clowns. Like, clowns... But you don't like, think they're scary, though, right? I'm uncomfortable watching clowns. Huh. Okay. I don't necessarily find them creepy. I find them creepy in certain settings. Like, I find them less creepy if they were in a circus setting than if they were, like, at a kid's party. Because, you know, when I was in Chicago, the the show... Right. I dressed up partially as a clown in the circus scene. I don't remember that part. Oh, I juggled. I had to tell my friend who was coming because she has a very a fear of clowns. Just so you know, I'm dressed up as a clown in this scene. Oh, uh, yeah, I do kind she of had that. to leave. Because she's that terrified of clowns. I'm not terrified of clowns. I just no, but like I just clowns. I don't. I I guess I I just have a hard time like understanding people's and there's, fear. And there are some clowns that like I see and I'm like, that's a scary. Well, let's say like creepy clowns that like molest people. Right. But like a little clown coming out of a car. Like okay, so I, we watch Modern Family. Yes. And the one guy's a clown. Yeah. Like, I never. I'm never like fearful or creeped out by when there's when they're clowns or whatever mm-hmm. but like if I saw one of them like trying to do a performance on the street I'd be like I'm uncomfortable hmm. and maybe it's just because like you like a clown that juggles on a street corner for money guy goes out puts on clown makeup juggling doing wacky things he could just do that as himself and just put a little thing out and people would potentially give him money. Does the clown really make it that much better? I don't know. But, like, I'm like, you're just doing it for the attention, being a clown. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, partially. They're doing it for the attention, but they're doing it because they're not comfortable with themselves. Mm. And I think it's the same with, like, the drag queens, too. They're not comfortable with themselves in their normal state. Their normal appearance. So the way they feel that they can, like... Yeah. You might be right. I don't know. I do stuff on the stage I wouldn't do in real life. I know you do. But you don't have to, like, put on clown makeup or dress like a man to do it. No. 
you just like step into a character and you're like, okay, I'm good to go. And then other people have to do it. But I feel like some, I understand sometimes probably a comfort thing, but then like my initial reaction is it's just like, uh, hey, look at me kind of thing. And maybe it's, it's tied into the fact that I'm just kind of fed up with like the celebrities who are like, hey, look at me, or the yeah. pseudo celebrities that are like, hey, look at me, look at all the stuff that I'm doing. And probably. But I'm just like, I just. And like, Facebook. Well, yeah. And, and I'm just like, hey, just actually just do something mm-hmm. and then I'll pay attention to you. Like, you know, like Kim Kardashian. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing that warrants me paying attention to you, but you really seem to want my attention. So, like, do something that warrants my attention, and I will pay attention to you, but until then... Not putting on a spectacle. I don't care. Yes. Wow. Our living room theater got deep. It did get very, very deep at the end. Wow. And I think we somehow got there from John Wick. It's because I have a fidget spinner. No, that has nothing to do with it. But, somehow John Wick got us there. Oh, because we're talking about Titanic and something mm-hmm. and something about Titanic. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. P. Billy Zane, B.T. Barnum, totally messed us up. Yep. Uh, Love you, Billy. You Billy's, can be a guest. Billy Zane. <laughs> uh, oh, Billy's Skyping in right now. Hi, I'm Billy Zane. I don't know what Billy Zane sounds like. <laughs> I'm Billy Zane. I'm Billy Zane. I'm Zaney. Zaney the Clown. Uh-uh. Um, oh, wait. I have a very important hypothetical question for you. Oh! That I wanted to ask you. Because I, I, I watched a little Harry Potter. Okay. Visibility cloak. You wear- Invisibility cloak? Or visibility cloak? What the, what the hell's an in- a, vil- a visibility cloak? <laughs> That's the only thing you said. The invisibility cloak? Yes. Okay, okay. Is the visibility cloak a, th- a thing in Harry Potter? <laughs> no, but I thought that's what you said. Okay. Go on. Why would you think that? I don't know. It's I'm, not a thing. The fidget spinner. I'm know. listening intently. Ah, I can't pay attention. Ah. Uh, the invisibility cloak. You put it on with the ugly design facing before, towards you, like inward, right? And then nobody can see you. Yeah. That hurt my elbow. I imagine. Nobody can see it. It warps everything around you so that people just see through you. Now, what if you take it, you go to put it on, you put it on backwards, invisibility part faces you. Everybody sure gets to see the, the weird pattern that's on the inside of the cloak. What do you see? Are you sure that the pattern goes on the inside? Yeah. Are we sure that the pattern is not on both sides? Yeah. <laughs> Why would the pattern be on both sides? Why not? It's like Wait, a lining. The invisibility pattern? Yeah. I feel like they would put in a safeguard in case in an emergency you were quickly putting on the cloak that you actually, put though, it on in reverse. Actually, though, they do get they do kind of see through it. You can kind of see through. They see through the cloak from the outside. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a little distorted. Yes, and you can still kind of see that pattern. 
But the main invisibility part seems to be on the outside. Mm-hmm. So what happens if you turn it inside out? Do you just? I don't do you, think it matters. I don't think there's a tag. Do you just see through? Well, no, because people are going to see like the pattern can slightly see through it to see you. Right. I think that everything else would be invisible to you. That you would see nothing. Right. So do you see blackness? Do you see grayness? Do you see whiteness? What do you see? I think you go, oh crap! I need to flip this around, and you don't you don't, you don't pay attention. I don't think it matters which way you put it on. I think it does matter. I think it matters a lot. Because otherwise, why would one side have a pattern to it? Are you sure they both don't have a pattern? I'm fairly positive. Do we? Are we sure the pattern really has anything to do with it? I think the pattern's there so you know which way to put it on. What's, what's the other side have on it? The invisibility stuff. Is it red? Is it white? What color is it's it? It's invisible. It's the stuff that makes you invisible. So, so which side do you put the pattern on? You put the pattern on the inside. Well, why wouldn't you put the pattern on the outside? That's the way I put a cloak on. No, but you want the invisibility part out so you're invisible. I feel like the pattern is the spell that makes it invisible. No, but you can see the pattern when it's just like there. That's how they know where it is. That's how he knows where to find it in his bag and stuff. I, that's what I always wondered, how you knew how to pick up the cloak. Right, because you fold it inside out. Pat, like Cloaks used to have like a pattern on the inside, and then it was like black on the outside or something. And then they'd be like, oh, that's a nice cloak because it has the pattern on the inside. Case in point... Their robes at Hogwarts, colors on the inside. And then it, like, flares out. But, like, you got they got their house colors on the inside. And then it's black on the outside. What are you trying to look up right now? How it works. Okay, that's going to take too long. I just wanted your opinion. I should have known better than to ask you this question. Yeah, because now I need to know the answer. Join us next week for a special episode of Living Room Theater, where we answer answer Rachel's grandmother's question of what were they on when they wrote that, (laughs) and how does that work? We didn't give a rating for Table 19. Oh, rating for Table 19. Like how many pieces of cake? I'm going to go first, because my answer is probably going to surprise you. I'm still going to give it a six and a half. That's it? What are you going to give it? A nine. A nine? It was amazing. You're giving it a nine? I am. Nine pieces of cake. Wow. It was so good. So many twists and turns that I did not see coming. I, oops, I would consider bumping mine up to a seven, but that's as high as I would go. Do you know why I I like table 19 too? Why? My favorite number is 19. I don't think 19 gets enough credit in life. All right, so I'll put mine up to a 7, and then we'll deduct a point from yours because 19, 19. Is, because 19 is in the title. So you're at an 8. I'm at a 9. You're at an 8. We took away the point because of the number. We, yeah, we're taking the point away that because of the 10. number. Yeah. No, you gave it a 9. I know, but that's why I took a point away because 19 was in the number in the title. Oh, boy. Okay, an eight. You're right. A nine is a little too high. A nine is very high. 
Yeah. I don't think I've ever given anything a nine. Yeah, I'm very picky. Like, you don't even give me a nine. Well, no. And you married me. Well, when you're surrounded by fours, six is all you gotta do. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's just close out and we'll figure out how that, if it's Billy Clue works next time. But people think about it. Yeah. Think about how that works. If you have an answer, uh, Twitter at Living Room Pod or email us Living Room Theater Pod at jmail.com. What's jmail? It's jmail. jmail. High School Theater. R E. T H E A T R E. At Gmail. At Gmail. Gmail. At Gmail. Well, living room theater. The tray. The tray. Pod. Pod at Gmail. At Gmail. Dot com. Dot com. Period com. No, just dot com. You don't <laughs> have to say dot com, period com. No, not period com? No. Hmm. That reroutes you to Friendster. Does it? Yeah. If you do dot com, period com. Yes, that reroutes you to Friendster. Wow. Anyway, you know what movie? Have you seen When Harry Met Sally? <laughs> Didn't we talk about this last night? Did we? Yeah. I feel like we should when actually you, talk about it. When you quoted the entire movie to me. I did quote and I, it too. I said afterwards, maybe I don't remember this movie as we well. We should watch it again, it. is my point. Okay. Written by the same lovely woman, Nora Ephron, that wrote your one of your favorite movies. You've got mail, which dreams are. I feel okay. If you gave, you've got mail a nine, I'd be like, okay, ten, ten. Even though it's basically sleepless in Seattle, it is not. I spit on your sleepless in okay. Seattle. I will say though, I think going back and looking at it, my favorite one when Harry met Sally. You've got mail. Oh, you've got mail. <gasps> I think. That's why you're a when, six. I think when Harry met <laughs> Sally is way funnier. But I'm not going on a funny standpoint. But that's but I, that's just what appeals to me. All right. So that's why it's my favorite. I didn't say it was better. I think my problem is I don't like Billy Crystal. I didn't say it was a better movie. I just said it was my favorite. Uh, this is Ben. Living Room Theater. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week to find out if we got a divorce over more <laughs> Efron movies and how invisibility cloaks work. <laughs> Roll the credits. <laughs>